Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. I was a bouncing in and laughing as we rolled down What's an up, old guys? Road. Welcome to episode number 76 Betty of the Always Race Day podcast. After a little hiatus, uh, we will get into that in a little bit. First, I want to tell you guys uh, that we are brought to you uh, today by the Carl Auto Group. Damon, does your college football offense have trouble moving down the field? No. Does it seem as though the ball comes out of someone's hands and doesn't find hands on the other end? No. Does it feel like the offense just isn't original or creative enough? Yes. Okay. Well, that was a curveball answer there. Jeez. Well, if that's you, if that's if that's your team's offense, I feel bad, uh, but why don't you make up for it? Get yourself a little midlife crisis car that is both fast, creative, mobile, and uh, if you put your hands on it, it will unlock itself if you hit a button on your key. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, signal, transfer, all that stuff. Anyways, yeah. get down to the Carl Auto Group. Get yourself a car. Get from point A to point B. I've done so many variations of this ad, and I tried to fit Spencer Petrus into it. That was a good job. Almost did it. I feel like I feel like it crashed and burned at the end, but um. I don't think it did. I just wanted to throw you off a little bit. <laughs> I also I also think our offense could use a little more creativity. Right. There you go, Tom Manning. You heard that. How is your? Uh, obviously, uh, if you guys if you guys follow the racing site and you don't know um, stuff about us, we're both Iowa State guys. Uh, I cover Iowa State, so that's why you're seeing Iowa State stuff all over your timeline from me if you follow me so apologies if you don't like college football uh then i guess you have something a little wrong with you uh that's the money maker job and i have a lot of fun doing it uh and yeah how was your sci hawk weekend damon dude it was uh soggy it was wet 
Um, it was slow. It was watching. Um, it was like watching two people fight in a pool. It was really what it looked like for majority of the game. However, God, it was fantastic uh, <laughs> to the point that, so I watched the game because they rained out the race at the Kansas Speedway. We made our way back. We watched the second quarter on from the camper. Um, we were not in any shape to be walking, let alone watching a football game and actually having common sense about it. Um, you really missed the worst parts of the game. <laughs> no, I know. I know I did. We watched it. We watched the first quarter from inside the track and uh, we watched the second and third and fourth quarter from outside the track, but it, uh, it was unbelievable uh, to the point that after they missed the field goal, um, I went and celebrated and lost my flip-flop down a water drain uh, at the racetrack. We had to, we had to dig that out of there. So um it was a hell of a party, man. I'll tell you that. That's that's impressive. I, yeah, that's that's really impressive to just lose one flip flop, especially down a drain. Yeah, it, I went to to jump, and I was running out towards the road to celebrate with all the other people that were there. They had no idea why we were celebrating, but I did. And uh, they, as I was running out there, my flip flop flew off my right foot and went down the drain. I, uh, we obviously, the real thing is we got it back. That's the most impressive fishing pole or what? Uh, actually we had a broomstick, took the manhole cover off with a crowbar and we were golden. That's awesome. Um, obviously I covered the game, but I've got a nice bush light here with the, uh, fanatic koozie from Cody road. Appreciate them. Throw, throw some money our way sometime. Just gave them a free ad. Hey, Cody Road. Cody Road, when do we get our label? Go buy Cody Road and tell him you bought it for Always Race Day and tell him to sponsor us. Yes. Really pressure him into it. That'd be that'd be a fun little that would be awesome. exercise. <laughs> Just get up. Chris is gonna get on me for taking his sponsors. Parade of people walking into the distilling company. <laughs> no, uh I think y'all saw enough of uh I guess my tweets from being at the game and then uh, we went back had some drinks in Des Moines uh, when we finally got back uh, fun night uh, game for the history books that's the second game I've covered for Cyclone Fanatic uh, for football wise and shoot man like that ah, yeah. damn fun game and if you're an Iowa fan we're, we're gonna stop uh, talking about it as much and I, I withheld many, many things I could have said about Spencer oh. Petrus, but I think it's been said already. I, By Iowa fans. Yeah, no, I mean, it, <laughs> we're, we're not going to analyze that they have the worst quarterback in the nation right now. I, eight-year-old me that was like bullied by kids at school because Iowa State lost to Iowa on a certain week or in a certain year, he would be envying th this day in history where Iowa – Iowa's offense, at least, is the laughing stock of college football, along with the quarterback. It's yeah, eight year old me would love it. Um, me now uh, and my deceased grandfather that loved the Hawkeyes, I uh, still love it. He's got to be up there, just ticked, not pissed, because the defense and special teams for Iowa, damn good, elite. 
insane. Like this formula is working right now for him, but we'll see what happens the rest of the year. Maybe we'll give updates on stuff. Uh, we're going to go back to two episodes a week. It really got hectic. Um, sorry, we're not doing this Sunday night again, uh, but it's it's been a hectic week leading up to that game. It's the Super Bowl in this state. Uh, it's why we didn't have anyone down at Boone Super Nationals. If anyone volunteered to cover it for free, if it's on that date, you know, I'll give you the keys, but I hate that they do that. Um, yeah, other than that, I mean, I did want to say, actually, I did want to say, obviously on the losing end of the Cyhawk rivalry, it usually sucks, but that there's no way you can cheer for that rivalry to go away. Because when you win, it's the best thing ever. Well, depends. I'm... I think, in my opinion, in my unprofessional opinion here, uh, Iowa State could lose the next 10 games. I'd still be content. Oh, I'd, it, is, I'd, it, is, it is my Super Bowl, personally. I would be pretty pissed. I'm just, I'm just throwing shit at the wall. Games. However, um, yeah, it, it is a big thing to win that game. To some people, they don't really they, – they claim they don't care, but, boy, they're the biggest shit talkers when they do win it. It's it happens on uh happens on both sides. There's people throwing yep. stuff at Hutch in the end zone. Yep. It it happens on both sides. Um let's get into racing. All right. We're on the racing podcast. I forgot about it for a minute. And I we always do the catch up with your weekend thing. So usually people know to fast forward seven minutes if they don't want. They don't care about us as people. Well, they should start caring about us as people. Yeah, I agree. Come on, guys. Ridiculous. Um, Let's let's go into the biggest news of the weekend first. Okay. The Monster Jam Stadium series schedule is here and it's vibrant and I love it. Where are they going? Well, Camping World Stadium. They're going to the baseball fields. They're going to uh, they What well, baseball go- fields? Anaheim, Oakland. <laughs> Actually, they have their world finals in Nashville on fourth of July weekend. <laughs> I really wanted to go to it, but NASCAR has their street race in Chicago on the same weekend. Oh, that's been confirmed now. Yeah. I think it was confirmed when it was announced. I don't know. I haven't seen it. It might. I think it is. I think it's confirmed to be July 1st, 1st through 2nd or whatever. I'm not sure though. Mm -hmm. Um, let's, uh, let's kind of go through the weekend. Uh, I guess people are going to be listening to this on Tuesday. Should we start with Kyle Busch? Yep. So if you're listening to this Tuesday morning and it's before nine o'clock central time, uh, it looks like Kyle's going to drive for Richard Childress racing next year. It looks like it's going to be a third car. Tyler Reddick is not going anywhere as of right now. Um, and this is not confirmed to me, but by reports from motorsport, uh, sports business journal, Jeff Gluck, the athletic, I think Jordan Bianchi broke the story actually, but, uh, what, what are your thoughts on Kyle Busch at RCR? Boy, it's a, a big change from, uh, the hold my watch incident from 2010 or whatever it was. Um, you know, you, you have, you have Kyle and, and you have Richard Childress, I would say, um, two of the most polarizing people in the sport honestly uh richard's been around forever he was the owner of of dale earnhardt's car and um now you're putting a guy who has 
quite honestly, similar talents, similar styles, uh, similar demeanor that the man in black had is going back to, or is going to, a, a RCR. And, um, I think that this is, it's a twofold thing. I think this is a great thing for Richard Childress racing. They, they get better if this happens, if, and when this happens, they get better instantly. Their cars don't have to change at all. Their, their talent level of the facility doesn't have to get any better, but with Kyle Bush walking into your building, you instantly get better. It's also going to make Austin Dillon better. I mean, Reddick obviously is going to be moving on. So, you know, his one year with Kyle will be interesting. Um, but it is going to make um, Austin Dillon better moving forward. The second fold in this is Joe Gibbs is really going to take a hard hit because you've got Kyle leaving. Martin Truex is going to retire at the end of next year. That's my my take moving in. I think he's he's retiring at the end of next season. So now you've got those two guys out. I have a feeling Denny Hamlin is looking for a third car, and I wouldn't be surprised if Denny Hamlin heads to drive for his own team in within the next couple of years, especially with the emergence of what's going on with uh, Kurt and not being able to race. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see that happening sooner rather than later. So now you go from Joe Gibbs racing, having three and a half veteran guys to possibly one true veteran. And now a stable full of people that are making their first cup starts or limited cup starts. Yeah. Okay. That was a lot. You threw out there a was lot. a lot to unpack there. Yes. I think, uh, I don't know if Trix is ever going to retire. I think it's insane that Eric Almirola is not going to retire and what's going on there. Like, do I think Almirola is a better driver than Cole Custer? Hell no. Sorry to the, to the Almirola heads, Almiroleaniacs out there. My bad. I don't know. That's pretty, that, that's a pretty even, I think they're pretty even. I think Almirola is a back of the middle of the pack. And so is Cole Custer. As a veteran racer, Cole Custer's in his second year for the shittiest powerhouse team on speed by far. Come on. You can't second. Isn't this his third year? Third doesn't change, but it might yeah, be. It does. Does change changes a lot. Custer won an Xfinity title. Custer is fast for their Xfinity program. In an Xfinity car, yes. I take Custer any day. I wouldn't. Eric Almirola left in the one win at New Hampshire. Eric Almirola brings money. That's and that's awesome for him. I had Smithfield bacon yesterday. Yeah, he brings money and he's a good driver. He's not great. Are not you calling Cole Custer a bad driver? I'm not calling him good. Maybe if they put him on a fast team. He he's in the he is in one of the fastest Fords. Ooh. One of as in like there's a team with three cars and all all three of them are faster than all four of those cars at Stuart Haas. Uh the Wood Brothers car is probably on par, probably faster, but it's got a rookie in it, so it's hard so to see. 
You're telling me that you're telling me that Ford is going to start is funneling better equipment and better stuff to the Wood Brothers and Wick and Rick Ware racing than they are to SHR. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying SHR has some catching up to do in terms of their results and how good their program is. But they've had to been doing that. They've been doing that for the last three years. And they haven't caught up very much. You're right, because nobody is good in their cars. If they have two talented drivers in their cars, we saw what they can do. They had Kurt Busch and Harvick there at the same time, and they were really good, and it made the entire organization better. Mm -hmm. And now they don't have that veteran presence outside. They have Kevin Harvick. Outside of you don't gotta let me finish for I, one. Well, that's what you're gonna say, but I mean yes. that's that's the same guy. Outside of Kevin Harvick, what else do they have? I'm not saying Eric is gonna go out and you know win you seven races anytime soon. He's not gonna win you three races anytime soon. But he is a better driver than Custer is. You don't see Eric Almarola wrecking race cars all the time. You don't see him in the way all the time. I don't necessarily think I see Cole Custer wrecking race cars all the time. And if he does, probably a good amount of them where tires falling off of it. Saying his cars don't wreck them. (laughs) All right, we got we got to get back on track here. Uh, Bubba Wallace picks up his second cup win at Kansas. Uh, Pretty cool to see second non playoff driver to win. So that's. crazy i think if we could stop with the 16 drivers in the playoff narrative bs next season that would be awesome uh because it's very clear that it's possible to have 18 winners they have talented people in this series it's diverse um in its talents it's diverse in driver strengths and the schedule is as diverse as it gets and they're adding a street race next year so stupid literally will be the most diverse schedule in the world. And I couldn't say that if they didn't have a street race and God forbid they ever go downtown and do something unique. Stupid. What what, what do you want? A third race at Martinsville? That would suck. Isn't that crazy how we're saying that right now? Cause like two years ago, we would have loved it. Well, I'm not wanting a third race at Martinsville, but there's a perfectly fine. There is a perfectly fine facility just on the outskirts of town. I understand. That, oh, by the way, that, oh, by the way, is bringing drag racing back. NHRA announced their schedule and Route 66 Raceway at Joliet has got a national event for next year. Yeah, I wish wish they'd just race at Chicagoland again, but I wish Chicago got two races and this was the second one, the street race. Well, you're going to be very disappointed when it's a bad race. I, I don't care if it's a bad race. It's an event. You know, it's, it's a, a bad race. race. It's the winter classic. It's a bad race. You, like you having the all-star race everything. at North Wilkesboro. That's an event. It, the Chicago street race is not an event, but the all-star race at North Wilkesboro is? Yes. History. Okay. Chicago, history, city, city of champions. Are we trying to be IMSA or are we trying to be NASCAR? You ha- it's one street race, Damon. I, I get it, but they also You're added kidding. seven. They've added seven road courses. Yeah, take some off. I Don't take Road America off. I don't agree with what they did there. Take the Indianapolis road course and shove it in the trash can. Never get it out, please. Please. I don't care if it's a good road course or not. Race the Brickyard. That, that's another event. You know, I think NASCAR's right there. 
right there with that. If they could get back a race at Chicagoland, if they could get, and I think there's going to be tracks that have two dates this year. I think there's going to be tracks that lose some. There needs to be something, but I, I'm not a fan of a street course. I don't like it. It's, it's not, it's not NASCAR. That's Why not? plain and simple. It's not. It, the it's only, not the only way to pass on the course is going to be bumping and banging. That's yeah. NASCAR. No. I feel like rubbing is racing is pretty, pretty high up there on the pedestal of what NASCAR is. I'm not a fan of a street course. I don't like it when Indy cars run on them, even though they seem to somehow make it work sometimes, but their street courses generally are the worst races of the year. It, it isn't easy to make cars good on a street course. That's kind of half the battle, but I think having one is fine. I think having two would be too much for right mm. now. You see how this one goes, you kind of mm. move on. I think it's shitty that Road America lost that race when they sold out, yes. I can't believe after everything that's happened this weekend, we're talking about this, but here we are. We're going to get to all that stuff. Maybe I might be left by then. I know. Geez, you're spinting me already. I'm just saying that the street courses is, I'm not a fan. I don't like it. It's a bad idea. All right. Let's talk Bubba Wallace. Uh, I loved what he said, uh, saying like, what are the haters going to say now? That was awesome. I think it's hilarious. There's people that are like, I can't believe he said that. His mom told people on Sirius XM to kick rocks. And there's people like, I can't believe someone would talk like that. The audacity, and I can't even believe they spelled that word correctly, writing that Facebook comment. It's ridiculous. The the freaking hate Bubba Wallace has to go through. Um, and it's not, some people are pretty quick to say like, oh, well, I'm not being racist. I just don't like Bubba Wallace. What's your problem? You're telling me kick rocks is like, what? Like offensive to somebody rocks? Maybe, I guess if you got like a couple rocks knuckling around in your brain up there, sure. It takes a lot for me to call someone dumb because I don't think I'm that smart. I'm a 24 year old kid just talking my butt off all the time. I think it's, insane that people go out of their way to hate on this dude who's just seems like a fun loving dude he's had to open himself up on the biggest stage he's got one of the toughest jobs in having that spotlight on him and i think it's just absolutely nuts that people go out of their way to hate on the guy and he just won at freaking kansas and you know you got the same people that are like denny slowed down for him and then he said on TV, he said, if you're driving for me and you expect a free win like that, you can get another job. So cleared that up real quick. The uh, quote unquote team orders there, I guess. But I was impressed with him. He kicked ass uh, and it was good to see him do it uh, on a, uh, I guess, mile and a half racetrack with no rain. Even though it shouldn't, he has two wins. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I just needed to say all that. I get, dude, every time, every time you mention him, you get a racist in your comments that is picking him apart, searching his name up on Twitter. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. I I'm just, I'll put this out there. I'm not a Bubba Wallace fan. I haven't been ever been even when he was coming up. Uh, just, I don't know there. It was, 
I'm not a big fan of people who play victim in certain situations. And Bubba did that in his Xfinity days coming up when he'd get wrecked or he would wreck somebody and it would be somebody else's fault or in his truck days, I guess when he was with Kyle Busch and part of my hatred started because he drove for Kyle Busch and I don't like Kyle Busch. And I think few and far between people like you. And, and so that's why, you know, it's, it, it just, I don't know. I, I try not to say a whole lot because then, you know, I'm going to be deemed as the next, the next one that gets, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to so, say that to you. Um, it's the people I, that I don't say a whole lot when it comes to things like that, but his, his, the reasoning, I don't like him. Same reason. I don't like Ross Chastain. I don't like the victim card being played all the time. If you're going to do something, own it. If you're not going to do something, then don't do it, but own what side you're going to be on. Don't play victim today and go and be all American badass next week. That's all. Uh, that's what I don't like about certain drivers. That's why I don't like Ross Chastain. And uh, that's why I don't like Bubba in certain situations. I think Bubba's grown a lot uh, by, by all means. And he's becoming a likable person, but then again, don't, don't put yourself in a bad situation um, to give, don't give people ammo. I mean, you know, people are going to hate him because of of you know political reasoning or or racial reasoning or whatever don't don't people are going to hate him just because of that simple plain enough that that's the way it is uh, unfortunately that's the society that we live in however don't give people reasons more reasons to to fire fire you up and and, and get fired up i guess is the is the best way of putting it for me so um do i think what he said is true absolutely do I think what he said was cool? Absolutely. But, you know, I guess my, my thing is team. You just, you didn't like him before the crap happened. And now you're in a real tough spot when anytime. Just, talk, yeah. So now anytime I say something about Bubba or something gets brought up, I just, I don't say anything because it, you know, it's a bad situation. And so now I'm deemed because I'm a white guy that doesn't like Bubba Wallace. I'm deemed as the next, next racist out there. And I got to make sure everyone else knows I was not calling Damon. One of those people. It's far, far bigger difference between what Damon just said and the shit that gets thrown out. Anytime you mention Bubba Wallace's name in a tweet, you don't even have to have a story up. It's one tweet with the words Bubba Wallace is in third and stage two. Yeah. 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 That that's tough. Yeah. So we did, we did something different with the show uh, today a little bit. I just sent a tweet and said like, you know, tell us what you're interested in, what we, uh, what you wanted us to talk about, stuff like that. Uh, so I got a few questions. I don't want to do them all at the end. Uh, Cause I feel like we'll just touch on all the topics anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not trying to have people write the show for us. I just knew we, we haven't done one of these in a week. Uh, so I wanted to make sure we didn't miss anything, me, you and me. Uh, and also that just people got to hear what they wanted to hear. And I'm sorry if you're an Iowa fan completely. An Iowa dirt racing fan probably hated the first part of the show because they can't admit all right. that NASCARs are exciting. They'll, they'll get over it. <laughs> all right. Uh, so Josh Betts asks, uh, after the championship race at Phoenix, how many total different winners uh, will we see uh, the Cup Series season end with? Good question, Josh. We're at, eight, we're at 18 right now. Um, 
through 28 races. So eight races to go. Well, I think, uh, I think Truex gets a win at some point this year. I think Blaney gets a win at some point. So there's two more right there. Um, you're going two. I, I would say, and there's an outside chance. Yeah, I would say two. Yeah, two will be my. So I, I, I could see us getting to 20 different winners. Okay. So that just and hell, who knows? Who knows? You got Ty Gibbs still driving a, a car out there too. And, and we know his talent level and he's only getting better as we go on. So uh, we, we just saw what, what that car can do. You, what that team can do this is their second straight win at kansas you know 23 11 dominating kansas this year um bubba owned the last 50 to 100 laps of that race um and and Kurt Bush I, going spring. going back what's that Kurt Busch in the spring is what i thought yeah. you were no i'm saying this no, like good. yesterday no i don't know um, no, you're good you're good you know, Kurt Busch dominated the spring and, and Bubba did the exact same thing here in, in the fall. Um, give props to the guy. I mean, yeah, he, he's, uh, like I said, to, to get to where he's been, you know, he's had an uphill battle for Bubba. And so that was a big win for him. And he dominated the back half of the race, which was impressive. Um, didn't have the mistakes that we've seen both out of him and his crew. And, um, I would say, and this is, you know, something that you'd have to ask him, but I would say this is probably the most complete race Bubba's ever ran in his entire career, uh, was, was yesterday. So, um, you know, 23, 11's got good stuff. I guess starting where, where that was going is I think Ty Gibbs has an outside shot of winning a race. And, uh, so I, I could see us at 20, possibly 21 winners. You Okay. All right. So I can't go with two more. I can't go 20. I either got to go 21 or I got to go 19, 18. 19. I'm saying 19. Give me Ricky Stenhouse or Ryan Blaney at Talladega. Or Bubba Wallace, but that's I, it, it is already strange enough that two non playoff drivers won the first two playoff races, mm -hmm. uh, mostly because uh, now, no matter what you think of NASCAR's playoff format, and you're probably the same dipshit spewing at the end of the season that the four guys in the championship race are leading the championship race at like lap 125. It filters out the teams that can't perform better than everyone else on a week to week basis. Right. I truly believe that the four guys left at the end of the season, minus maybe one or two Cinderella's in the history of the playoffs, the four guys left in that final race the past eight years, whenever they started are the four best teams in the series that year. Well, that's what I was going to say. Isn't, isn't the championship race supposed to be the best four guys yeah. in that, in that time span. And so obviously the best four teams are going to run up front. Isn't that the yeah. way things go? And I know, I know I do a lot of format hating and I'm going to get into that with Eldora, but the reason I hate on it is because I don't truly believe that the 24 guys that make the Eldora big events, both on the sprint car side, especially, uh, and on the, late model side, as we saw this week, and I don't think they're the best 24 in the pits that day. Yeah. But we'll, we'll get back into that when that comes around. Um, 
the I, I think the championship format can be complicated a little bit. Is it pretty straightforward and very heavily centered on wins? Yeah, it is. But you know what? Like great teams find ways to win races. It's not very often you're going to go for a championship without any wins. I think Matt Kenseth did it once, but here's the deal. If you're that consistent, you're still going to point your way in. Mm -hmm. That's what happens. So yeah. Cut off race. You're good. Cut off race Saturday at Bristol. Uh, We don't usually do a lot of previewing on this episode of the week, but Damon, what do you think we're going to see out of these cars at Bristol? Yeah, I don't know, man. It is concerning. You know, yes, it fixed our mile and a half problems, but overall, this car has been kind of underwhelming at some of the great racetracks that NASCAR goes to. Just the short short ones have just sucked. Well, some of the road courses have sucked. Sonoma wasn't very good. No, I didn't think so. It was really strung out. Uh, I thought Road America got strung out outside the top two. I mean, it was, it was strung out. I think, I think third place was 13 seconds back. So, um, you know, I, I think some of the road course racing is kind of taken a hit on top of the short course or uh, the short tracks. Um, that's good. That's why they're going to a street race next year. Yeah. So that's going to make it worse. I'm not a huge, I I'm glad that not glad I'm excited to see what God, I don't know what the right word is here because I'm not really excited. Either. I think you go. I think you go into you go into this Saturday kind of like you went into the Cyhawk game, and you know, like there's going to be fireworks. Do you know if it's oh, it, there's going to be something fireworks. good, really bad. You know, I think there's going to be more torn up race cars at the end of this Bristol race than we've seen uh, at any of the other short tracks. I think there's going to be people that aren't afraid to use a bumper. Now, if they can get there is going to be the biggest question. Uh, that was the concern at Martinsville. Uh, we haven't had a short track, a true short track since then. So, uh, hey, I mean, I think uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. And I, I do hate that they never, they didn't think like, Hey, let's change the gears up. Let's, do something to try and, and salvage this to, you know, take a swing at it. And I get that we're in a competition here mm-hmm. and that it has to be fair to everyone. Um, I think that's something that the late model dirt community could learn a lot, that it's a competition, not a circus. Are you uh, I'm going to contradict myself a little bit here and just say like, everyone's on the same playing field for that one. I, I would have liked to see NASCAR try something this year. Uh, and if not, at the very least, I hope they change something in the off season. Because mm-hmm. you, you cannot have snoozers of a races like that in Martinsville, in Bristol, and at Richmond. It just, that, that is, that stinks. We're going to have to turn Richmond into a full-time dirt track. Or Bristol. I, Bristol, I mean. I meant Bristol. I swear I meant Bristol. My bad, guys. I, uh, I'm just... I, I'm concerned because of all the shifting. I don't like it. I, I think it's it's hurt it. And yeah, like you said, you know, the, you can't afford snooze fest, especially when you look at all these promos from those races, right? You think back at the Richmond race. You think back at the Martinsville race. You, yeah, you remember the Martinsville race? We were at a World of Outlaws race, and everyone was just telling us how bad it was. 
Well, and, and what is, what's all the promos that going into that night, right? It's Hamlin punting Chase Elliott. It's Alex Bowman punting Denny Hamlin. It's Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick spinning on the last lap to get a playoff spot. All these promos are these badass shots from these race or from this race. And yet we go to this race and it's probably the worst short track race we've seen in 30 years. Yeah. I almost want them to build a, sorry to ask them to build another car, but build short track cars. I just want them to, I want them to give the teams. What if they just ran an Xfinity body and whoever was leading the Xfinity points at that point in the season? That's just it is. Why are you, uh, we're going off topic again, but why are you reinventing the wheel when you have a car just in the, in the Xfinity series, that is fantastic. And it puts on great shows left and right. Um, that that's a big thing. But the other thing too, is give the, give the ingenuity back to the teams, let the teams be creative. That's what made this sport so good. That's what made North Wilkesboro fantastic. That's what made Martinsville fantastic. That's what made Talladega fantastic is because these teams would come with all these little trinkets. And yes, it's a little bit cheating. I get it. Sometimes you got to live in the gray area. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, and we'll see what they do. There's, we're very early in the era of this car. There's certainly a ton of stuff to talk about of it uh, kind of over the off season. And will they fix the safety stuff? And I think they will. I'm not trying to ask that as a question, but they have. Yeah. yeah. I'm talking in a circle in my own head right now. Um, before we get to dirt, I wanted to say IndyCar finished off a great season. Uh, in my opinion, will, will power, uh, dude, that guy's so good. Mm-hmm. He's so good. Like nine podiums this year, one win, one win the entire season. You know what? If Joseph Newgarden doesn't have a mechanical failure and nearly completely break his back, I guess, <laughs> whatever injury he uh, suffered at Iowa Speedway, he wins the title. And it's unfortunate for him, but he's a dog. He's going to keep fighting. He's going to get up and do it again. Um, and I, I love that dude. He is awesome to listen to, but, uh, willpower breaking the polls record, uh, Mario Andretti's this year. And then going into the title and leading the race, he's gone into the final race four times before this leading the points. And only once did he come out with the title. So for him to do that and win the pole this weekend and lead the most laps, I think maybe Palou led the most laps, but uh, he was up there and and just dominance from willpower. I was very impressed with him. I also just, this is going to be a hot take for diehard IndyCar fans. I hate Portland. I hated that race. I thought it was a massive snooze fest. I did not think I did it justice on the podcast we recorded last time. I just don't like Portland, man. <laughs> and people are like, that's such a, it's a unique, cool race. It's the only time I've ever seen a race at Portland was the IndyCar race there. And it only ever comes into my mind the week before IndyCar is racing there. Yeah. I'd rather go to an oval for the second class race of the year. That's just me. Very. So fine tunnel so vision team, take, but. So team street courses jump and ship here or what? Portland's like a raceway, isn't it? Or is it street? It is. 
No, it's a raceway. That's what I thought. Yeah, it's, it is. A, it is a road course, but you're asking for more ovals. Oh, I yeah, definitely, absolutely more ovals. Mm. I think IndyCar on an oval, especially like Iowa Speedway, IndyCar at Texas this year, uh, Gateways. IndyCar needs to go to Richmond. I think if I was, yeah, I would love for them to go to Richmond, Milwaukee Mile too. Yeah, completely agree with you. Uh, I think IndyCar at Iowa, and you're going to, y'all are going to laugh at this today. We were saying it after the race happened. We said IndyCar might have just saved Texas. IndyCar at Texas and IndyCar at Iowa, and specifically first at Iowa, is the best, most consistent, absolutely electric on-track product you can get. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, it is, it is by far the best. I love, love, love seeing those race cars on short tracks like that. I would love for them to go to Richmond. Richmond needs some excitement. Give it mm-hmm. to them. You know, they deserve that. So I think we, we've town hauled ourselves here. I, yeah. We got we to yeah. get, in, get into dirt stuff because we got some questions about it. Okay. Uh, first, off. Hold on. What did I do? Here we go. Um, you tweeted. Right. Uh, this is from uh, at Blinny10 on Twitter. Uh, his name is just Ghost. I like it. It's kind of badass. But I like that name. He says, uh, I'm excited to see if Jonathan Davenport can get $2 million in earnings for this season. Uh, so if you don't know yet, uh, Jonathan Davenport won the World 100 this weekend. It is the usual biggest race of the year in Dirt Late Model action uh the other one is the dirt late model dream but of course this year there was the eldora million so the million kind of supersedes that but jonathan won both of them uh, and brandon overton won the makeup to the dream uh that they finished the portion that got rained out uh earlier this summer uh this past week on nails on rails whatever you want to call it dude's amazing i think i think they can get there if they want it how do we know what he's at right now uh let me Does let me look it up and see if i got a if i got an update i wonder if dirt on dirt shows it or not uh g it's not jb57 that's not his name i don't want to get his name wrong jackson braun so it's jackson braun on twitter j braun 57 xr is his at name um, he does the money updates once a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know what this year's world 100 paid actually. Oh, I can tell you that. Who, who promoted it? Who is the uh, dirt, dirt car racing promotes it. So it's like, like a, a joint, joint type of thing. Like it'd be under gotcha. the, the outlaws, but their website doesn't mention it. That's, that was always the weird thing of, like when I looked at late model racing, like it's not on any of the schedules, you know, it's, so he was at 1.54 coming into this week. He made over a hundred grand. So he's at 1.6. Uh, yeah. I think he can get there if he wants to. He'd have to race every weekend pretty much. Uh, but that would be a spectacular year. What, uh, yeah, it would be, uh, no doubt about that. What is, uh, what is the final few big races pay this year? Do we know? 
Uh, there's still some 50Ks coming up with uh, the Lucas Oil Series um, in the world, the Dirt Track World Championship or whatever. I think might be a hundred. Um, I know Knoxville on Saturday pays 50, so we'll okay. we'll be there too, um, covering three days late model racing uh, with an Iowa State Ohio football game on Saturday in between. So, um, just as an update, Davenport won 55,000 at Eldora on the 10th. So on Saturday, so that's only 55,000. That's what it's listed as dirt car supers by Eldora. 55,000. That is nuts. He won 12. He won 12 on, uh, that would be Thursday night. I'm guessing. Yeah. And then Overton won one twenty eight on the seventh. All right, so I guess the dream would be the second biggest, and the world is the third biggest. Yeah, that is weird. I could, I thought the world paid more than that. We might. Yeah, according to what you're saying, it's on Eldora.com, right? No, this is on Dirt on Dirt. Okay, the late model schedules. Hmm, That is that is odd. I don't know why I thought it paid more. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, you know how it goes. Anyways, uh, so I guess we can say the National Late Model Nationals are bigger than the World 100, right? That's exactly what you can say. It's 50,000. It's in a cooler racetrack in a cooler city with cell reception. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Like, I think I hit all the boxes there. In the I don't know. You're, you're it, has a cooler, it has a cooler format. Sense. It has a better format. Every, about your every lap reception? actually matters. What's that? What about your cell reception, though? At Knoxville this weekend? Your cell re- yeah, it's not It'll very be good. Yeah, you just you can't have a million people there. Mm, As gotcha. opposed to the 10,000 that go to Eldora. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm glad we, we got that taken care of. Yeah, I want to make sure we, we're on the same page there. Uh, I hate uh, complaining about formats, um, but same old bs format if you're gonna have two crown jewel races at least differentiate them a little bit and i guess they do with paying one far lesser than the other but Mm -hmm. uh i don't like their format anyway i think there's a lot of good race car drivers that miss out on it because you spent two days making sure the fastest ones were higher in points and then the 36th highest points finisher got to start in first uh of a 15 lap heat race that quite literally is the first heat race of the day when the track is the hardest to pass on. I think in every aspect of what you want in a three-day racing event, it completely throws out the competition category and completely moves into an elephant and the lion fighting each other at a circus. Yeah, I'm. that's... Uh... It's an interesting way to put it. It's entertaining chaos. Yeah, it's an interesting way to put it. Yeah. Um, I guess then then talk about what you like about Knoxville's format this weekend. Yeah. Um, so like the points get set on the prelim nights. Yeah, they have inverts for the heat races. I'm I'm not an invert guy for the final race, but if you invert races during the week to set points and to have guys pass each other. I think that's the best way to do it. And you're going to end up with the fastest guys at the top of the charts. And then Saturday, they're going to line them up for the A. 
Like that, it sets the lineup for Saturday. There's no BSD races you got to go through because you just did two days of qualifying for this massive race that you want to have. And you, you have more qualifying races on Saturday. I, I think that's stupid. No, you're, you don't go to a race to watch qualifying. You go to a race to watch the race. What do you talk about when you get home from the race? You talk about the race. How many times have you gotten home and you're like, man, that heat race was way, way better than the feature we saw. Well, maybe twice in my life. I've seen that. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've probably Very rare occurrences, times. you know, so yeah, that's, that's my opinion on it. Um, we're, we're setting it Thursday and Friday this week uh, instead of Saturday. I, I never got the like, oh, it's nice to go to the dirt track and see the qualifying and see he races and see the full event. I don't, I don't care about that. I've, I've never cared about that. You go for the race. If you want to be there right. longer, get there earlier. That's quite honestly, you know, go sit in the stands for an hour and don't watch anything because watching qualifying can be like that too. So, you know, I don't know. I'm bullish on that. I'm never going to change. Never going to deviate from that. Um, that's just me. Uh, do you want to talk about Ricky getting DQ'd in the droop rule thing? I don't know if you really want to talk about that. You, uh, you kind of sounded off on that the other night. I jinx, I jinxed the heck out of him. I was pissed about it. Yeah. You generally do jinx a lot out of it. I was, uh, I was being tongue in cheek a little bit on Twitter with the droop rule, uh, but I read up more about it. I don't love the rule. Um, I can, I'm definitely leveling. Um, is it a rule that you can live with? It, well, it's a rule that everyone else seemed to follow. Okay. You know what I mean, yeah. Like that's, you know, I get why Ricky is ticked off about it. Um, and I would be too. And I was, I was absolutely ticked. I actually texted Jared. I said, Ricky Weiss just won at Eldora clones by 76 tomorrow. Or I said clones by a million. Uh, mm-hmm. and then he, he got DQ'd five minutes later and I texted Jared back and said, uh, never mind DQ'd, uh, Cox by 76. Yeah. And you so, called me probably not even 15 minutes after it was announced. Uh, yeah. I was really, I was ticked and yeah, I'm going to sound off on it. Cause here's the deal. You don't DQ the guy from the a main to finish last out of a hundred cars. Oh, they moved him to last last. Yeah. He finished 82nd in points. Oh, that's not no. Okay. Now you have a reason to sound off. That's what I was like more pissed about was like, that doesn't make any sense. The dude was third or fourth in points after night one. And now he's 82nd because he said his car was half an inch on the ground. So you said, okay, 97 guys are faster than, you know? Yeah, that's bad. 24th, 24th, I understand. Last, last, no. Completely ruined their weekend. You know, you have all these teams that are trying to make it uh, with high gas prices all around the country, and they're, they're getting lower, but it's not easy to do it. And they spend all, this money, spend all this money to go to Eldora, and, you know, you can have the best two days of racing in your life, and you know what it gets you? It starts you sixth in a heat race. Maybe. Right. Or your car's an inch off the ground, you get 82nd in points. Like, uh, there's just, you know, that's that's where the circus comparison comes in. I hope I've came off intelligently in this because it's something I'm very passionate about. It's something I think is very wrong uh, with Eldora and how they handle stuff. And if anyone has connections to Tony Stewart, I'd love to talk to him about it. 
See, that's Damon. That's called leaving it open for them to defend themselves. Hey, you normally don't do this, so it's no, kind, I, of, it's I, kind I, of a breath of fresh air. There's very rare times where I'm giving any open invitations on the podcast, but Tony Stewart and Ross Chastain, for that matter, you both got one. You, you no, and please, no one, no one take that as I don't like Tony Stewart. I love Tony Stewart. So. I do too, but yes, I get what you're saying 100%. Let's, uh, World of Outlaws. How about that? A question with that, don't you? Isn't there questions with that one too? There is. Yes. Um, I'm getting to it, Damon. Don't pressure me hey, like this. Hey, let's get to it. <laughs> Damon, Damon wants to get off. He wants, he wants to stop doing his job. No, um, I've been doing my job all day, Connor. <laughs> what do you think I've been doing? Our buddy, Nothing. <laughs> I, well, I don't know. I'd have to look up the record of the uh, women's bowling team from last season so I could say something about that. Well, we have been working. We had practice today, first day. Did you do conditioning? Not at practice. They do it at strength and conditioning. Oh, does coach join in? No. Good, that would be a good thing to boost team morale. You know that? No, no, it wouldn't. You guys wouldn't. tweet Damon tomorrow, tweet Damon on Tuesday, and let him know how cool it would be if the coach joined in on conditioning with his guys. I don't think Scouts. it would be that cool personally. Um, see, I am old, and uh, I just, you know, I got bad knees. Yeah. Uh, that just, And you would just sit there and battle through. You would show how you can overcome adversity. And if I would Matt need Campbell's, an oxygen tank. If Matt Campbell's sixth grade girls softball team can do it, then you can too, Damon. Well, see, he is the best damn sixth grade softball coach there is. That's the difference. I am not the best damn uh, bowling coach there is right now. I, t- I tweeted this today, but can you imagine looking across the dugout and being like, I saw that. that coach like? I saw that. I cried when I saw that. <laughs> that was awesome. I mean, you can't, you can't punt in softball so his biggest weakness right there you're you know that you don't have he's taking it away yeah Yeah. absolutely you can't cry in softball so your next your plan b is gone too because i would think it's like gender insensitive to say you can't cry in baseball but you can in softball so yeah you're pretty pretty well screwed here all right uh, i know i am (laughs) Our buddy uh, Blake Dow from Twitter says, uh, Jacob Allen, that's it. He's got to be one of the leading stories of the year. Uh, my question, do you think it continues to improve? Or if you do think it continues to improve, could he be a legitimate title contender next year? The thing is, I don't think he's been I, – I don't think he's been bad all year. Like, or – you know how he was before his breakout this season i think i think the whole year has um encompassed his breakout right and he's eighth or ninth in points so i could say yes optimistically and i think he's going to get better but do i think he could compete for the title next season i don't know i think it's too early to say um quite honestly if i say that now i I would have to say it at volusia too (laughs) i'm i'm gonna say no he's not a title contender um like you had mentioned you know he he's not been bad but he really hasn't been that good either you know and it's going from from zero wins to five 
is right. the part that does you don't see that a lot especially out of a veteran guy right you know it'd be like casey kane getting five wins next year he might um he I, have won yet he might win he's got a car that is uh dominant on the points right now so who knows um he dropped off the tour by the way he did i saw that okay i just want to make sure we i saw that he'll get more He's fine. Um, it, my my biggest thing is, I think overall shark racing has to improve it, because well, I w- I was going to make a point about that because they haven't really uh, they haven't taken that championship level step in my opinion. Well, if you guys don't know Damon, aside from being a Bubba Wallace hater, he hates shark racing. Him and Logan Shuhart have a long standing feud. I don't know where it's from. Logan Shuhart doesn't know who I am. He knows who you are. I don't think he hates you, though. No, he doesn't know who I am. I don't hate him either. Well, that's the first time you've ever said that. Nice. I don't hate I'm him. Glad, I'm glad you've changed your mind. I don't hate him as a person. His car is not capable of winning races. His car went second in the championship in 2020. It I, almost won. In 2020. COVID. Every every COVID. year, every year COVID. that shark racing has been on the World of Outlaws circuit, they have improved. Aside from 2021, from 2020. Now, what have they done in 2022? They've improved. Have they though? Yes, I think they have. Combined wins, they definitely have. Even if it's only six, and I think it's seven or eight. I, my biggest thing with it is I don't think that they are capable of consistently of consistently running right there with Brad. Okay. Yeah. And that's fair. They've got to take another step next year, but I think, I think their track record shows that when circumstances are normal and when they're not having a shortage on engines and they're pretty well, um, what should I call it? Organized. I think their track record shows that they have an ability to improve. So would I be shocked? I would probably today predict that both guys finish higher in the points next year than they do this season. Uh, I'm too, too far out to call Jacob Allen a title contender for next year. though. I, I just, I don't think as a, as an entire, an entire unit right now that they're not a title contender. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be put on blast if they do, but, I just don't see it. I don't. I will. I will pay Logan for his first championship tweet to go to you. I hope you do. Um, I hope that's the case because Logan, crisp twenty dollar bill. If you're listening, to this buddy. Hell, I'll I'll add a twenty dollar in. Just All right, well, we got forty forty bucks. We're like one tenth of the way to sponsoring his race car for one singular night. There you go. A small, small sticker, maybe on the top of the tire. We are already there. <laughs> All right. Uh, our buddy Dawson Elliott, uh, he's from Open Wheel Updates on Twitter. Give them a follow. Uh, it says he asked uh, the continued development of Ryan Thames, Corey Day, and the rest of the 16 year olds as uh, his like thing he's excited about uh, watching. Um, and I agree. Uh, I think. I think we've covered the young guys on this podcast a lot they had great weekends ryan thames almost beat kyle larson and check it and a main not a heat race point stance okay uh 
that that race kicked ass and ryan screwed up a couple times kyle took advantage of the second time he screwed up so if you screw up against kyle larson once and you're still in the lead i kind of have it in my mind that you're at least a little bit good at racing and you know if you screw up twice and you lose to him at least you still ran second and he's opening eyes every time he gets in a race car and proud of the kid excited uh uh to call him a buddy and watch him continue uh kind of growing in his career because he's got the talent to do it yeah i'm excited to see which one takes the the biggest step next right uh you know we're we're always looking forward we're always looking ahead and and who's who's gonna do this and who's gonna do that so what what are we all gonna do when buddy kilfoyd is racing for joe gibbs racing dude i'm telling you it's gonna happen could happen it might it easily could um go ahead we'll get to buddy in a second i i think it's it's gonna be i think it's big i think i want to see you know who, which one of them takes the big step next you know who goes on a tear and, and wins four or five races in a row or four out of the next seven or something like that you know or like three in a weekend at houston's and jackson who steps up as the who steps up as the guy that actually challenges on a regular basis anytime that they are in the the, the outlaws are in the area right yeah you absolutely know, that's what i'm looking for i'm glad i'm glad they both seem focused on 410 sprint car racing um i think there's a sort of aspect of uh not it, it, yeah it's not their money um but money and time uh just somewhat wasted when when you go midget racing too long um when they're on the up and up but that's just right now that could change the extreme outlaw series uh is a big step in changing that i I hate how low the purses are just in that side of things so that's why we've seen so many people switch so i like that they're in 410 sprint cars and that's where they're learning stuff because that's how you should learn to drive the cars that you're going to drive um and yeah I'm, I'm excited to see if any of them go to nascar and you know i know i'm going after the dirt purist today again that's I, fine i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm take i'm giving the formula one fans a break today this is only fair to everybody okay we have to spread the love here um but if one of these prospects whether it's ends up being buddy kofoid brent cruz ryan Tem someday i don't i'm not this is not rumors that they want to it's not rumors that it's going to happen it's not rumors that it's being talked about i'm just saying that if any of them were to go to nascar it would be a very good thing for dirt racing because it would be a i don't know pivotal not pivotal really uh but a laddered path from dirt racing to nascar again not that you need that but to show that dirt is viable and producing talent um Kyle Larson is a great example already, but he was in NASCAR when he made, I guess, his name, right? And then he came back and and did a little both and won the big dirt races while he's racing NASCAR. Now he's like the ground paver for how big dirt racing is now. He's a big reason why it's huge. That was kind of the first modern guy to do that, really um i'm not like jeff gordon tony stewart 90s you know you got to get further and further to have a guy that's had success at both and so you know if one of these dirt guys goes cheer loudly for them 
you know, sure like you do for Kyle Larson for all these dirt guys that go into the Cup Series and you know hope that they do well. That's the best thing you can do because uh, you hating that they left sprint car racing to go race NASCAR uh, does not do anything for anybody. Trust me. Yeah, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. I'm going on way too many rants today. Uh, Buddy Kofoid is the question we got from Paul Sutton. Um, give him a follow on Twitter, too. He's awesome. One of my buds. Uh, he says, I'm really excited to see how many more wins Buddy Kofoid can get in USAC. Uh, this is in the Midget Tour. Uh, nine is insane. Uh, who knows how many it will be by the end of the year. And uh, lucky for you, Damon, I have the schedule pulled up almost right here. I just threw my phone at my laptop. You can make fun of me if you want. No, no, no. <laughs> All right, we've got two at Eldora for four crown. One, two, three in October. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten races left in the USAC season for midgets. How many more does Buddy Kofoid win? 10 and he's won nine through how many races this year do we know 30 some okay estimate uh, i would say just based on statistics he'll win two okay i'll go three and just one up you i was actually gonna say five but be, <laughs> to, be, to, be fair, to be fair i'm gonna take two <laughs> i was gonna say five i don't want to sound like it's too big of a buddy kilfoid guy I, I do like Buddy Kofoid. It's a cool dude. Yes, he is. Um, very smart dude, too. Mm -hmm. He knows when to no comment. <laughs> he does. That he does. Right. Um, last thing, uh, Anthony Macri took home 60 grand at the Tuscarora 50. Uh, that's rough. That, that sprint car race paid more than the World 100 that was ran on the same day. Mm-mm. The World 100 paid $5,000 more. Tusky, Tusky, Tusky 50 paid 60 grand. Oh, 60. Okay. But yeah, that is, that is rough. You're positive that's this year, right? I literally just looked at it, but you can, you can check. Oh, well, now you're making me feel bad about it. You should. Because you know I'm right, but you just don't want to admit it. I get it. It's understandable. Well, I thought for sure it was a hundred grand and like one whatever the year was for the dream. AldoraSpeedway.com does not even post the purse on it. That's weird. Okay. Well, Damon's right then. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up. Do no, you're good. I just want to make sure it wasn't like a 2012 no. thing because when nope. I click on dirt on dirt links, that comes up sometimes. Nope. I'm just gonna look it up. Gonna look it up. What a baby in the background? Yeah, I don't know why. It's the neighbors. Oh, okay. Before you made that distinction. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the definitely the neighbors, not mine. <laughs> you can keep going. I'm gonna look right. it up. All right. Well, Anthony Macri took home a big one at Port Royal. Good for him. That is uh that's his race track. I feel like feel like you can name him you know ceremonial owner owner what's up damon never mind time out gotta recheck keep going okay uh no macri uh he's awesome at that track and i love that track it's my favorite one in pennsylvania our buddy ayrton jenathan got rookie of the race that's pretty cool um 
cool event glad they could up the purse all the way up to 60 grand for the weekend that's sweet that's uh the all-star circuit champions uh crown jewel race um it stinks that it's when the outlaws are out of town uh i get yeah i logistically i, I don't have a better solution for them uh but yeah it's uh it's cool that they have that and it's cool that uh, Anthony Macri took it home. Very excited for him. And uh, shout out to Danny Dietrich and Logan Wagner for helping out uh, Dylan Sisney after that uh, accident. So that was cool to see after getting out of the Seahawk game and getting on the way home and everything. And a lot of stuff went on Saturday. Jeez. Fun, fun weekend, though. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff did go more on. Fun weekends coming up. The late model nationals are going to be huge. Uh, I'm excited for them and can't wait to see uh who shows up who uh who does what they do and uh 75 grand to win or i'm stupid sorry 50 grand to win the nationals on this weekend at knoxville uh for the late models 75 lap race there's a change in it uh they used to do 100 um so there shouldn't be a field stop now in the middle which you know it knoxville's a big track it doesn't necessarily need 100 laps i'm a field stop guy just have a long race who cares i like it but go ahead damon all right uh, directly from eldora speedways um report is it 55 it says fifty-five thousand. that is sad man jeez so there's like 12 i will ex- i will expect a uh, i will expect a, a written formal apology letter from uh team officials okay um chris will get right on that <laughs> it's at the absolute bottom of his to-do list i am gonna put it on the uh i'm gonna put it on the wall kind of like jamie pollard did all right perfect <laughs> I'll, I'll have something sent to you i promise yeah yep all right you guys uh shoot us your questions anytime i'll save them we'll go back to them on the podcast i hope you liked how we did this one I don't think I forgot anyone, but if I did, I'm sorry. Uh, we'll get to you. But I like doing what we did here today. Uh, so send us your stuff anytime. I, I, not every episode is going to be like this. Um, but we just want to try new things and uh, see what clicks. Throw a lot of crap at the wall and see if anything sticks. That was not supposed to rhyme like that. I hate that I did that. God. All right. You're, you're a rhymer. Yeah, yeah, rhymer any timer. See, you're just killing it. Yeah, man, so so cringy. All right, uh, we'll see you guys uh, Thursday morning, Knoxville Late Model Nationals preview, uh, and we will be watching the dirt sling around that racetrack Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Come out there and watch some racing. Late models are fun too. Uh, unlike the shirts that I totally, I had no hand in designing the shirt that just said late models suck period uh but i do like how blunt it is and i won't be wearing mine this weekend because that race usually rocks can't wait to see uh who shows up uh what everyone does there and uh our buddy ricky weiss fantastic at knoxville podium last year can't wait to see how he does so damon you got anything else no, it should be a good week. Uh, looking forward to seeing it. Castle uh, Night in America with more late model action coming up as well. So Yeah, Fairbury Tuesday night. Yeah, Fairbury uh, always puts on a good show. So busy, busy night, busy week for the late model boys.
Yeah, and uh, pretty soon we'll be talking a far more silly season than we did today because Damon just goes into an argument about Cole Custer against Eric Almarola for some reason. Hey, I'm just I can't, imagine, can't imagine who brought that up. I can't either. I'll have to listen back later and do some investigating. Yeah, it it may begin with the you know with the guy that thinks Cole Custer is talented, but it's fine. It's whatever. He's an, he's an NASCAR Cup Series car. He's got to win. He has as many NASCAR Cup Series wins as Spencer Petras in the Iowa offense have offensive touchdowns this season. Mm. It's one. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And Bubba Wallace has double that. <laughs> Fun with numbers, let me tell you. Yeah. All right. Well, yep. Thank you guys for listening. Damon has not been too much of a comedic relief today. Uh, we'll I'm not. Uh, I'm not falling for these traps anymore, folks. I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of falling for the traps. We'll tired get him of, in the. Uh, we'll get him in the meeting room, and we'll get his act taken care of because it's not very five star culture right now. There will be a. There will be a new co-host by next week <laughs> the way it's sounding to me all right thank you all for listening i enjoy the week we'll see you thursday morning appreciate it